פשוט לחושר רבונים, חברים, פשוט ידיד נפשי רבבי, אחי ורעי. It's a strange time to be speaking, and I apologize that you're hearing such a voice after what you've heard for a few minutes. There's a lot on my heart. It's not a time for drushes and shiurim. It's a time for dvarim hayaitzim in our life. I feel a little bit Yom Kippur, Dick, this Shabbos. So let me share with you a Yom Kippur, Dick, a feeling. V'yidabar Hashem al-Mosh, Achri Mosh, Nebun Aharon, V'kavos M'lefnei Hashem, V'yamusu. Achrei Mos Shnei Bnei Ar. The death of the children of Aaron. Obviously, death means the end of life. But there are many, many ways that a person can go on living until 120, but something inside of himself has died. And there's something in his life that he was dreaming about and hoping for. That is no longer, that no longer seems to be alive. There are many, many Jews here whose children are Baruch Hashem physically well, but there's a feeling of and all the parents wanted to do is each and every one of us all that we want in life is that our children should be close to the Bariyayalam is that our children should go in the right way that's our great grandparents our grandparents died for that and we tried to live for that and yet we see that we did everything that we could and we've tried so hard to bring them close to the Bariyaylam, and something happened. Via Musa. Not Khalila Beguf. In some way, that dream that we had has died. Seems to be no longer alive in our lives. And it's very, very hard to bring ourselves back to life. I asked my wife permission, I'm going to share with you that we have Kanina Hara, a large family, and I have two married children who are divorced. And I remember that when the sugya of our son, of the second divorce, became a reality, and it was clear that that's what was happening, I remember feeling like I simply could not get up in the morning. I couldn't bring myself to watch Negevaz. I felt that all of my energy, my life had been sapped from me. And we're going to say now, in a few minutes, we're going to sing, To be able to arise, to be able to stand up from that feeling of offer, of emptiness, of me'ain, achrei moishnei b'nei aren. How can one do that? How is it possible to get up? 
So I shared with the Chavra and Shul a story that I heard from the great Mashpir from Ger. He was the he was the Rosh Hashiva, the Mashpia, Mashgiach and Chedush Arim in Tel Aviv. Survived many camps. He's an East Kaddish. I met him once, and at some point later in his life, he was asked how he was able to survive, not just to survive, but to be a good Eisner. And Abigail said that the war was winding down and they already saw the American planes, Americans, Russians were coming. I don't remember the name of the camp that they were in. And Abigail said the Germans didn't want him in Mavata on these Jews. And even though they themselves were running for their lives, they took these Jews with them. And they came in at night into the barracks and they started hitting them and screaming at them to get up, to come outside. And they were terrified that this was finally it. And the Germans said that they're, they're going, they're being transferred to another camp. Because the enemy was coming and we have to move to another camp, we have to run further away. And turns out that this other camp was 14 kilometers away. Now the Germans wanted to have some fun even then with the Jews. And therefore they insisted that the Jews run. Reb Godel said that everybody had to run. And these were people who couldn't move, you understand. They couldn't walk. And anybody who slowed down, anybody who stumbled would be immediately shot. And Abogadol said that's exactly what happened after a minute. Screaming and shooting and crying. And, and Abogadol said that he didn't have the kaychas to run. And he already felt that he was beginning to slow down. And he was getting ready to say Kriyashma. And he said he'd figure no, he'd see his parents. He'd see the mishpocha. And that was the end. And he said that he was just about to slow down, and if you slow down, you get a bullet. He didn't have the karchis, and he was just about to slow down. And all of a sudden, from nowhere, a few rows back, somebody screamed out, Life, good life. Run, God will run, run, run. And he doesn't know how. He said, for some reason, this mysterious person gave him some sort of chizik, Life God. And that somehow he said he doesn't know to this day. That he was able to stand up and to move forward. And to run the 14 kilometers out of the 1100 Jews that were on that run. There were only a handful that survived. That mysterious Jew a couple of rows back. Who when you feel that you can't move forward... And somehow he says, life, God, life, life, life. Run, go, you can. That's our dear friend Rabavi right over there. But let me explain a little bit more what this means. When B'nai Yisrael couldn't move 
we were, we were by the Memtesh Shari Tumah. We couldn't move. We were stuck in Mitzrayim. So the Boreilam speaks to Moshe Rabbeinu. And Moshe says, How is it possible to take people like this out of Mitzrayim, out of the mates that they're in, out of that feeling of hopelessness, of despair, of discouragement? How is it possible to take them out? You have to have a cheshit, you have to have a rotsam to live. How is it possible? So the Isis and Moibsen, there are sticks and there are snakes, all kinds of fancy things. But everybody here knows and we all understand that as impressive as these Isis were, miracles like that are not what are not what are able to get the Jew up and running. When his world has collapsed. There were three words. Those three words were Kiaya Imach. The Bhagavan said, Tell them Yadati Asmachov. I feel their pain. I understand what's hurting them. It hurts me too, and I understand what's hurting them. Yadati is machayva. And Moshe when he says, and who should I say is sending them? What's your name? The Bereshom says, Kiyayimach, Ekya she'ekya. Rashi says, Eyeyimam b'tzorazais. Tell them that I'm here with them in this tzorah. Ve'eyeyimam b'sha'ar shibud malchiyas. And I'm with them in all future tsaras, whatever it is. The Khlalubafrat. Ki eye imach. And for twelve months Maisha Rabbeinu was running from one Jew to another Jew, like Avi. But more than twelve months, already ten years. Running from one Jew to another Jew saying, Eye imach. Kaidim the Bariyalam hasn't left you. The Bariyalam is with you. And I'm with you. Kiye imach. I haven't left you. I haven't forgotten you. I feel your pain. I know what you're going through. Now you know when you're in this matzah, because I remember <coughs> that that feeling of hopelessness that I mentioned a moment ago in our own family, or my son, That sound of life, Moshe, life, that came from my wife. And I hope that I was able to give that back to her. Because is not only to hear Hashem calling out a couple of rows behind you, and to hear Avi calling out into your ear, I'm with you in this. I'm with you. I'm never going to leave you. In the home, in the house. In our marriage. I'm with you in this sorrow. We're here in this together. I'm with you in this sorrow. 
And I'll be with you, whatever it is, I'll be with you till the end. When you hear that in your home from the person who you most respect and love, it gives you the strength to get up and to move. And when heroic people like you, despite the pain that many of you have gone through and are feeling, even at this moment, when you're able to somehow convey to the children, I'm with you in this sorrow. I'm with you, I understand you. means I understand what's hurting you. It's not about me. It's about you. And I understand what's hurting you. And And I feel that pain that you're feeling. I understand you. And I'm with you. Whatever you're going through, that a father and a mother can say to the children, and that the children see that it's true, whatever you're going through, I'm here with you. I'm not leaving you. And when a child hears that, and somehow, in that, he hears that sound of that Jew, a couple of hours behind Rabbi Gadol, by that death march or run, because so many of these kids feel that they're on a death march, and they can hear that voice of life, life, Avram, Sarah, Rachel, Beryl, Sprinter, whatever the, that child's name is, life, life, you could do it. Snari me off of Kumi. Get up. Snari me off of Kumi. You know, we have in Harashul a remarkable, remarkable person. I have Rishus from him to tell, tell you this story, which I've told a few times in the past. There's a Jew by the name of Michael Levy. We have some of the Chavim from Shul that know Michael. Michael is a Saginar. He's not able to see. He sees a lot. He's a Talmud Chochem, a tremendous Ayyad Hashem. Comes to Shul every morning with his stick. Rain, snow, comes with his stick to Shul. He's Mechaev, everybody else. He has a hook in the hallway. It says Michael's, Michael's place for his jacket, for his coat his things, and he has his place in shul. He's an inspiration to, to all of us in Eish Kaitish. So when Michael's mother passed away, when she died, so I was at the Levaya, it was in New Jersey, I think a place called Bradley Beach, there's such a Malcolm, as I recall. And by the Levaya, Michael said over a story about his mother. Listen, Trevor, listen to this.
He said that he was raised in a home that was not a religious home. And the other children in the public school, he went to public school. And the other children would take their bikes, or they lived close enough they would walk to school. And Michael wanted more than anything to be able to walk to school on his own. Because every single morning, Michael's mother would walk with him to school. She was afraid for him. There was big streets. There was traffic. And Michael Nebuch couldn't see. And the mother would walk with him as a child to school every day. But for him, the rite of passage was to be able to go by himself. And he spent every day memorizing how many steps to this corner, and where is he by this place, and by that place. And he would always ask his mother, Ma, please let me go myself. I want to be able to go myself. I'm growing up, I can do it, Ma. And she said, not yet, Michael, not yet. And she would walk him every morning, and they would go to school together. Finally, he asked one morning, and Michael said to his mother, he said, okay, Michael, today, you're going on your own, but let's review. And he said, over, it's 145 steps to here, and this is the, there's a tree over there, and I stop at the corner, and I ask, I wait for somebody to help me. So they has it over the whole seder of how to go to school. And the mother said, okay, Michael, this is it. God should watch over you. Go. And Michael said he was the proudest person on earth. Michael Levy. Everybody thought he's a nebuch, he can't see. And he's walking to school with his stick. And he's got it memorized 20 steps like this, 50 steps like this. You make it right here. Goes there, someone crosses the street with him. Until finally he gets to the place of the public school. And he goes along and he feels that that's a wall. And when he came to the, towards the opening of the school... So there was a very friendly fellow that was some sort of a guard over there that worked for the public school. And this fellow said to him, Well, Michael Levy, look at you. Like, wow, Michael Levy, you're walking to school. Michael Levy, look at you. And then he stopped a second, that fellow, and he said, And Mrs. Levy, how are you? (laughs) And there was a swoosh of a bicycle. Michael said he just heard the sound of a bicycle. And he said, Ma! (laughs) And she disappeared. (laughs) Mrs. Levy. And Michael spoke about how his mother, of course, is every step with him. All of us if we ever, ever in our earlier lives entertained the thought they were walking on our own, they were able to walk on our own, they were able to get where we want to go on our own, I think by now, we're all mighty that it's not so precious. One of the tzaddikim said that the union of the beard getting gray as we get older is like when there's a war and the side that surrenders holds up a white flag. And maybe that's the meaning of the kittel by Lel Pesach. That as you get older, every white hair is a reminder that it's not you, it's like a white flag. And says to Bershom, I surrender. It's only because of you. 
Otherwise, if not for Kiyeh Imach, I wouldn't be able to get up, I wouldn't be able to move. I wouldn't be able to move a step without you. And sometimes we think that he's not there, and then you can hear the guard by the public school saying, and Rabbi Shalom, good morning to you too. As Rabbi Shalom, the Shechina Kedosh, swishes by on the bicycle. And good morning to you, Shechina. So now I want to end by sharing with you something that one of, the, one of my Talmudim gave me last week. You heard of the Tzaddik in Yishlaim, Rabbi Shafroin, you heard of him? It's Nish Kaddish. Nish Kaddish. Now all of you know that there are famous stories from Tzaddikim who told stories, Rabbi Nachman's stories, the Sipurim Aisias, are famous in the whole world. Very deep stories. So apparently this Rabbi Shafroin, Susi Yelena, that he wrote, he left behind 68 Sipurim Aisias. Each one is a half a story. Tiny little stories. Now I was going to make a copy for each of you, but I figured I don't want to make it like it's some sort of a Yomi Union you have something to read and start. But if you want, after Shabbos you can get your copy. But I want this, I'm asking you to think about this as the theme for the entire Shabbos. Think of this as the theme, not just for Shabbos, for not Shabbos as well. Takes a second, listen to the story. It never happened, but it's happening all the time. Maise Benoiflum, it's called. Everybody here understands Lashon HaKadosh. So I'll just read it. Maise Benoiflum is a Maise of Neuflum, of people who are falling. Shahoyu Briyos, Shahoyu Holchim Benoiflum. There are certain Briyos human beings who are Holchim Benoiflum, that they're going through life always falling down. And these are the Michael Levis that are falling along the way. The rest of the world seems to be going. And these people are what? Holchim Benoiflim. And these Neuflim are very Tzibrachim. You ever look, you see, by Andra, the kinder, the children by this one, and the children by that one. And it seems that the whole world is Holchim and Megiyim. Everybody else is going and they're getting there. Vem Holchim and Eiflam. But we're falling down. And there was a Chochem and came to speak to the Neiflam. Even though you Neiflam, get up. Life and move. Go. The Shomulatsasai, and they listen to the Chachim Zaitzah. For you come in with Mamshikim Laleches, and they got up and they continued going. The Neuflim Oidpam, and they fell again. The Shuv come in, and then they try to get up again. For how you oil them, carry my son, Hanoiflim. And the Welt looked at these people, and saw these people, and called these people, it's a terrible title, Hanoiflim. The ones who fall. They were so used to falling down that it became to them a pale a great wonder. How do they continue to get up? Falling down was something they were used to. 
Vim hoyu komim hoyu mispalim. But when they would get up, it was a pillow, it was a wonder. So they began to call themselves what? Hakomim. The ones who stand up. Not hanoiflim. Hakomim. That how did such a wondrous thing happen? Shehem komim that they stand up. And you know what? He ends and says, That the Welt began to see them and to speak of them as being Hakomim, the ones who stand up. So, I'm honored to be Bamas amongst a group of Jewish men and women who might sometimes see themselves as Neuflin as having fallen and failed. But in the eyes of anybody who has eyes to see the truth, but most importantly, it must be in your eyes, that the world is beginning to realize that you are the common of our generation, that it's a pella. That you're here. And you're continuing with this journey. And in that schus, Hashem's book should help for that time of Mikimi Mo'afadal, that we should be zayichet to see that all of our children and ourselves, that we're able to rise up in Isnari Mi'afakumi with the Shechina Kadaisha, that we be zayichim as Hashem of Akitsu Veranu Nushayich Ne'afar, not just those who have left the world. The Koska said, I have the ability to bring the dead back to life, but it's a much bigger chachma to bring the living back to life. Hashem is should help us to be chachamim, to bring the living back to life, to bring ourselves back to life, to hear the Baruch Shalom whispering and sometimes screaming in our ears, life, life, keep on running. To give chizik to Rabbi Avi, to have the strength to be that Jew of our generation who doesn't let us fall, who reminds us of Kiyah Imach, Hashem Ezbar should help us that we should be zayicher to makalt nei v'shiyat sekein of the lashalamites v'mehavi amen amen v'amen. This is Avi Fishoff, and I can be reached at twistedparenting at aol.com.